Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Through 25 seasons, 4,561 episodes, I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. This is Kelly Taloff, also known as R37920. She's a mother of three small children. She's been in prison for most of the last seven years, told when she can eat, when she can sleep, when she can shower, and when she can briefly hug her kids. She is one of the two million people who are locked up in our country. After serving almost three years for her latest crime, Kelly was released, and it's the day she's been waiting for, but she has been having a lot of anxiety also about life on the outside. We were there for the hours before and the moments after she walked free. My name is Kelly. I've been in the penitentiary for about two and a half years. In 2006, I was trying to get money to get drugs, and um, I seen someone coming out of the store, and I attempted to snatch a purse. I was convicted of attempted robbery. I had a good life growing up. I was a cheerleader in high school. I was on the honor roll, loving family. I started getting high. Um, no one told me, you're going to get addicted. You're going to throw your whole life away. Kelly has been locked up for almost three years at the Lincoln Correctional Center in Lincoln, Illinois. She sleeps on this tiny bunk bed in a room with 20 other inmates. Some are drug dealers, burglars, even murderers. So this is the day room, bathroom over there. Kelly has no privacy here. She goes to the bathroom and takes showers in public. Her only reminder of home, these pictures of her three children. Ladies, it's camp time. There's lots of times when you want to be alone. There's, uh, you know, lots of yelling, screaming. There's no time for sleep. It's hard to deal with. This is not any place that I ever want to come back again. 
I miss home. The scariest thing about leaving is for my best not to be good enough. For someone to not give me a chance, I could just imagine the pain that I've caused people. I'm, I really am truly sorry. I'm very happy to see Kelly leaving. I'm worried at the same time because we were released and we did come back, but just one wrong step will, will lead you back to coming to prison. Don't cry. My kids aren't happy with me right now. I don't know what, you know, what kind of food they like, their favorite colors. You know, it's hard to have a conversation with your six-year-old when you have no idea who, um, what cartoons he's watching that day. If I was at home, we could talk about those cartoons. When I call on the phone, he doesn't want to talk. He doesn't think that I love him because I'm not home. My mom is my everything. She said, when you're in jail, I'm in jail. So she's put her life on hold for me to help raise my kids. I worry about how good of a mother am I going to be? How good of a person of society am I going to be? Am I not going to live up to everybody's expectations? I've gone through a lot. I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot in these last two years. And I look to these people for support. And you know, it's going to be very hard to walk away from these people. You be good. <laughs> I love you, I love you, too. I'm going to be good. Bye, Kelly. Kelly is going to walk out of here with no money. She's going to need a job. She's going to need someone to keep her motivated. A lot of the ladies will stumble and fall within the first six months. The key is for Kelly to get up and keep walking. Swing into Seaside Golf in Ocean City, Maryland. Play like a pro at 17 championship courses designed by golf legends like Jack Nicholas and Arthur Hills. Tee off on sweeping vistas at Eagle's Landing. Savor the coastal views of Lighthouse Sound. Or see why Ocean City Golf Club is considered one of the Mid-Atlantic's finest fairways. Whether you're sneaking in a quick round on a family vacation or going all in on a golf getaway, fun is always in play at Ocean City, Maryland. Plan your trip at ococean.com. So Kelly is now just hours away from joining society again. And after she's released, she will uh, board a train by herself to once again meet up with her family, who lives three hours away. It has been 900 days since she's been home. And we were there as she walked out. It's Monday morning, and today um, I'm leaving the penitentiary for good. I'm nervous, I'm excited. Oh, this is good, it's a good feeling. Never thought I was gonna get here. As you're walking out the front door, it's like a new beginning, it's a new day, it's just hope. Fresh air, fresh air. So you all your money and uh, your train stuff, so. This is like the last thing, huh? Don't lose it. That's the most exciting noise I've heard in a long time. very real, watching all the cars, watching the sun come up. It's been a long time. The last time I think I seen the sun come up, I was probably out in the streets getting high. It's just amazing. That's where mom will be coming, right through those doors. And I'm giving her the first kiss, Janet. 
It's a very big day today. My daughter's coming home after almost three years in prison. I have a few concerns about the kids and how they'll get along, and I'm just worried about John because he's older and he realizes, you know, exactly what's happened. When I step off the train, um, I'm nervous about how my oldest is going to react. Janet, she's going to probably be one of the first ones to come and give me a hug and not let me go. A hard part is going to be forming a separate relationship with all three of them. And just to, to reassure them all the time that I'm, I'm here and I'm staying. Three minutes till mama gets here. Three more minutes. This is it. There's going to be setbacks. There's going to be mistakes. But as long as I can, you know, learn from those mistakes, dust myself off, and get back on the right track, I'm going to be fine. That's mama's. Well, the odds of Kelly staying out of prison are not in her favor because up to 50% of women who are released from prison will go back within three years. Kelly is not sure how her children will react to her. She's not been home in 900 days. There she is! No, really, there's mommy! See her? Yeah! There's mama. Yeah, Mama's on the choo-choo train. She came to see us this time. Hey, beautiful. Hey, sister, Mom. Hey. <laughs> I'm trying, hey, you know, hey. Come here. Can I have a hug? Mm -hmm. Got kisses for Mama? Where's my kisses? <laughs> what about you? Can I have a kiss? <laughs> what is this? Now can I have a kiss? That's okay. This is amazing. I, it's so different from when I left. Uh, it smells like home. When she came off that train, it was probably the best feeling in the world. Just hard when your loved one's away, <laughs> especially away from her children. Oh, my gosh! You caught all of those? Bye. Prison is definitely not the dream I had for my daughter, but it's what she deserved. And I think it's been a learning experience for her, and I think it's going to be a lot different this time. What's the piggy say? I'm just worried about her getting in with the wrong people and maybe being swayed. And I'm worried about her finding a job. I feel so welcomed home. I love that they're going to be able to come down here and spend time with me and just, the, you know, the sense of family. There's not too much more that I could ask for. I can't wait for tomorrow. I can't wait for the next day. I can't wait to just start, you know, living life. So some of Kelly's fellow inmates are watching this by satellite from prison. We're going to ask them what it's like to see their friend walk free in just a minute. But first, how is it that you have a child, you have a child that's two, four, and six? Uh, my first child I had um, in my first incarceration. Yes. In 02, mm -hmm. uh, that was John. And then probably- that's the oldest. Yes. And like the week I got home, I got pregnant with my daughter mm -hmm. and had her and I stayed home with her. Uh, she's probably the one I've been home with the most. Mm -hmm. And after my parole was over, I gave birth to my third, Jackson. 
So um, that's them. And what was that like, seeing them? It was incredible. I miss them. It was, you know, a chance to be t spend time with them without people around, without, you know, having to tell them, no, you can't do this, and no, you can't do this. They can run around, they could be themselves, and we can all play together. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a great feeling. So what has the adjustment been like? Because do they know you as mom? Uh, they know I'm mom. Or do they think your mom is mom? No, they know she's grandma. Mm -hmm. They know she's grandma, and they know I'm mom. As far as the power struggles there right now, they want to run to her, or I'll tell them to do something, or I'll say no, and they'll, they'll run to her. Mm -hmm. Say, can I do this? And I tell them, no, I'm mom, and that's how it goes. I'm trying not to be too overbearing with them right now because I don't want them to think that I'm going to come in and just, you know, be the ruler. Mm -hmm. I want to um, So you're trying of, to find a balance. Right, trying to ease in. And re-enter. Mm-hmm. Re-enter. Yes. What, um, we saw you that first morning of the sunrise where you get to see the sun, and I think you were saying fresh air, fresh air. Yeah. As um, you were being released. What does freedom, but this isn't the first time you had freedom. No. The first time, I, I really didn't know what to expect coming home. Uh, my son, John, the oldest, was about 15 months old when I got home. And the first time. Yeah. And I didn't, I thought that coming home, I would come home and he would be like, oh, mommy's home, and, you know, everything would just fall into place. It doesn't work like that. No. You know, he, I had to readjust into his life then. And I didn't know when to ask for help. I didn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of things that I didn't do. And that's really the question, is what will be different about this time? I know that... Since there's a 50% recidivism rate. I know that there's lots of people I can ask for help for. I don't expect a lot to happen right away. I know I have to take baby steps. You know, little goals, little accomplishments. Uh, what are your little time. goals right now? To be a part of my kids' lives. Mm -hmm. um, I had a school interview to get into school and hopefully find a job, mm -hmm. you know, little steps at a time, you know, and if I don't get a job this week, I'll get a job next week, and if I don't get one next week, there's always tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just to always look for the future, you know, and not to get high, not to... Um, what was your drug of choice? Heroin. Heroin. Yeah, that wasn't pretty at all, no one... Because when you went in, I understand you had to quit cold turkey. There is no drugs in jail. There's no, you know, get in and, you know, we'll wean you off. It's uh, get in and there are no drugs. And with heroin, you get sick. And it's not, it's not nice either. It's, it's like the flu, but 10 times worse. Mm -hmm. So what is the thing that will be, give you the will, the um, fortitude to not be a repeat drug, drug user, to not be, you know, get yourself into um, some kind of criminal act to support the drug habit? What's different? Uh, my support system, Your support the people system. that I have to talk to, it's just how I'm, you know, I'm having a rough time. Mm -hmm. I need help. But a little, little accomplishments every day. You know, one goal I can reach for one day, then another day, and then what are another you proud day. Of, what are you most proud of so far? My school interview and the fact that the kids are accepting me into their lives. Well, according to prison officials, if Kelly is convicted of a felony again, it is likely that she could spend a minimum of 14 to 20 years behind bars. Is that real for you? Very real. It's, and it's uh, a big incentive to not do anything. You know, um, when you're committing crimes and when you're doing things like that, you think, oh, I'm not going to get caught. Or, oh, it's, you know, they're never going to catch me. Or it doesn't matter because you're just so high on the drugs that it doesn't matter. But um, now with a clear mind, 14 years is a, a long time. Mm -hmm. It's too long. The three years was too long. Yeah. There's so much that I've missed in my children's lives, and I 14 never... 14 years, John yeah. would be 20. 
yeah, that's, there's so much, you know, vacations, his preschool graduation that I've missed, you know, and um, I don't want to let them down. This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD streaming audio. On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun, where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. lights go out and it's quiet time and um, everybody else is sleeping I have uh, I have a lot to think about my mom can forgive me my kids can forgive me everyone can forgive me it's how am I gonna forgive myself for everything that I've done for all the hurt that I've caused everyone not just my family the victim of my crimes you know how how do they feel I don't ever want to forget being here because the minute I forget about this place it'll be a lot easier for me to come back well, Kelly's mom, Lori, has been raising her three children for the last seven years while Kelly's been in prison. So do you forgive her? Yes, I forgive her. Mm -hmm. She's worked very hard to change her life in and out of prison. Mm -hmm. And I love her no matter what. She's mm -hmm. my daughter, and I don't always love the things that she does. In fact, I hate them, but I still love her mm -hmm. unconditionally. But have you also said to her, have you given her an ultimatum about this time around? Yes, I have. Yeah. It's the last time. And then I take the kids and she's gone. Because mm. I can't put the kids through it anymore. Mm -hmm. They don't deserve it. What has this done to your life? Because, you know, you'd raised your daughter. You thought you were done. Thought the grandkids would come over. Hi. Yeah. Go home. <laughs> yeah, it's changed my life tremendously. I no longer can work. Mm-hmm. We've given up all of our savings. And it's tough to start over raising a family when you're in your late 40s. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't do anything different. I wouldn't let those kids go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you, you, you know that this is your last chance, really. Yeah. And if I do mess up, which I don't ever want to happen, but I understand why she wouldn't, she would take the kids. They don't, they don't deserve it. Yeah. So, you have your uh, former fellow inmates who are watching from uh, where this used to be your grounds, right? This is yeah. your old stomping grounds at the Lincoln Correctional Center in uh, Lincoln, Illinois. Joanna is currently serving 13 and a half years for armed violence and conspiring to commit first degree murder. Jesse's in uh, a second time for aggravated robbery, Jesse. And uh, Tina has two more years behind bars for stealing. So, uh, thank you all for joining us. So what's it like, Joanna, watching your friend walk free? It's, it's amazing because she's, she's getting the opportunity to start her life again and help raise her kids. And she's got the opportunity to make something of herself and put this place behind her. And just think about that the next time, you know, a problem arises, she can just think about how hard it was in here and make the right decisions in life. Mm -hmm. Is it bittersweet, Jesse, watching that? Most definitely. I would have to say definitely. Yeah. 
it's, it, it was hard. Watching. What are you thinking, Tina, as you're watching this? Are you thinking, I wish that was me, or my day will come, or good for her, what? I am thinking, oh, I'm so overwhelmed right now with, with all my emotions for her and for myself. And I just wish the best for Kelly. And I just want her to, to remember every day to, to do the best that she can. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, you know, my producers who've been there for a while there at Lincoln say that it's an interesting kind of uh, sorority there where oftentimes I think, or from what I hear, you don't have the judgment on the inside that you feel on the outside, correct? Everybody's in there for some sort of crime. So um, there's not anyone to look down on you. You know, they're all, we're all doing our time. We're all, you know, serving our sentences. And, uh, you know, we come together. We, you know, when uh, a lot of us don't have a lot of friends when we're out in the streets. And um, when we come to... Do you feel more judged on the outside? You know, I, I'm always scared that someone's going to be like, uh, oh, look, that lady was in the jail. You know, mm -hmm. that lady was in the penitentiary. Or, you know, to when I go fill out an application for a job, for them to look up, you know, my name on the Internet because it's there for public to see. Absolutely. And um, for me not to get a job or for me to be discriminated against. Mm -hmm. It's hard, but... What kind of job are you looking for? Um, right now I'm looking for any job, but uh, I want to go to beauty school and hopefully get a job as a hairdresser. Mm -hmm. And do you have plans to make that happen? Like yeah. going to beauty school? Well, yeah, I had a job. I had an uh, that's interview. A, that's the interview you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, and it went well. Day. I got accepted. Uh huh. So um, now it's just to get the intu tuition fees and everything ready to go. And uh, we start, the classes start in June. So, Jonna, Tina, Jesse, is the general feeling when one person is freed that everybody is happy for that person? and it sort of quickens the day for your own freedom? Does it give you a different kind of resolve? And I'm wondering, too, whether or not seeing her free makes you think about the time when it will happen for you? Most definitely, yeah. I, I'm very looking forward to it. Seeing her go, that helped me count down less than 80 days left, and it was very exciting, but at the same time, it was very sad to see her go because she's such a wonderful person. But I was happy to see her she needs her family. Yeah. Well, thank you all for talking to us today. And thank you, Kelly, for allowing our cameras to follow you no in such an intimate time. Uh, and we're hoping that you'll find the love and support you need to thank stay you. free, to stay free. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lincoln Correctional Center, too, for allowing us to put a human face on the more than... So for everybody who's thinking about, you know, people who are in prison, what do you care, they committed the crime, this is what you need to know, America. 700,000 people are released from prison every year. Most people going in are also coming out. So we need to do whatever we can to re rehabilitate and have support services so that it doesn't happen again. Yeah. And then you need to take responsibility for your own self and your own life so that it doesn't happen again. Yes. You need to do that for you as well as your mother and your kids. Thank you, guys. So last week, we got a call from the Florida State Attorney General's office. They are ramping up their fight against child sex abuse and child rape on the internet and asked if we wanted to bring our cameras down as soon as possible to capture a major arrest going down. Now, they are after a man who allegedly has been downloading and transmitting disgusting, vile images of children being violently sexually abused on his computer. 
which just goes on thousands and thousands of times all day long. The police deliberately want you at home to see this because it's happening in your neighborhood right now. Lisa Ling reports from Florida. This is not a story for young children to hear. It's 7.30 in the morning. We're in Milton, Florida at the cybercrime unit of the state attorney general's office, and we are about to meet the guys who are going to be leading this operation. So um, what's going down today? Well, we're going to be executing a search warrant uh, at a residence where we believe there's images of child pornography being traded from a computer there at the house. Are we potentially talking about someone you might consider a heavy hitter? Yes, and, and on our basic terms, he's, he's a higher than average user or possessor of child pornography. The target is a 39-year-old male. Police tell Lisa they have tracked more than 50 extremely graphic and gruesome images of child pornography from a home computer in the past three weeks alone. Investigators say today's arrest won't even scratch the surface of this enormous problem. Right now, this cyber crime unit is tracking thousands and thousands of cases, and that is just in the state of Florida. It seems like there are a lot of people who are looking at child pornography a lot. Why, why this guy? We think they have two teenage uh, children that may or may not live there. There's a great probability there's some young children that live in the house. That becomes uh, an emergency to us. Could this be potentially dangerous? Well, absolutely. Anytime that law enforcement enters a house um, unexpectedly, it's very dangerous. Who's there, who's not there, if there's any weapons in the house, um, you just don't ever know. Cops warn Lisa that anything can happen on a bus like this, so reinforcements are called in from all over the state. So this is a joint agency operation. Right now, Chuck is briefing officers from the Santa Rosa Sheriff's Department and the Pensacola Police Department. We, of course, can't hear what they're talking about, but we're going to head over to the house with them very shortly. As Lisa and the cyber team approach the house, it looks like a typical neighborhood. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right, stop. Until officers storm the front yard. Lisa watches from across the street as the police move in fast, not knowing what they will find inside. After a few minutes, she sees them bring out a man in handcuffs. So Chuck just came and said that there is a computer that is actively downloading as we speak. An officer on the scene tells Lisa that porn was actually being downloaded when they arrived. And is the family totally surprised or do they know something's up? Oh, they were definitely freaking shocked. There's no doubt. Marine Horkin is the director of the Child Predator Cyber Crime Unit in Florida. She's been relaying information to Lisa about what's going down inside the house. So there definitely is child pornography on the computer. We have flat-up child pornography, child pornography that includes sexual conduct. Sexual conduct means penetration, means, means rape of children, means bondage with children, means grown-ups and children together. I mean, it, it can be some of the most horrific stuff. So excuse me for a minute. Yeah. Turn your mic off. So Maureen, what's happening? Right now, they're inside previewing the computers and trying to determine uh, what was actually being downloaded and ultimately who the computer user is. Maureen tells Lisa that after further investigation, the police might have the wrong guy. And they believe it could be this man's son. Father's very upset, very upset that um, it possibly is one of his own children that is engaging in 
some conduct that's putting them in pretty serious trouble. Is he at school right now? At school, yeah. Turning their focus to the man's teenage son, the police immediately have him pulled out of school and brought home for questioning. Oh my God, he looks like a baby. So the school police officer just brought the teenage son home and uh, he's just been asked to go look at some of the pornography to see if he can identify any of the people in it. Maureen calls over the forensic analyst who tells Lisa what's just been found in the teen boy's bedroom. So what did you find on the computers? Uh, there's several, several files, quite a few files from uh, of child porn. Do you know how old the guy is? Is he 18? Or... He's 18. So can you tell us about some of the things that you saw on the computer? There were uh, several files involving movies involving children. Uh, some were, were tied up and being sexually assaulted uh, as young as probably four years of age. Raped? Yes. And uh, some were, uh, there was an eight-year-old, a movie of an eight-year-old being forced to perform sex acts on a dog. Pretty disturbing stuff. Absolutely. Well, the next day, the 18-year-old high school student was released. On bond, he's facing multiple child pornography charges. The words, child pornography, do not begin to do justice to describe a child having sex with a dog. So this is all the stuff you pulled out of the house? Uh, yes, ma'am, it is. Uh, in here, we've got a whole bunch of, a lot of CDs that are homemade CDs. We've got all these hard drives. I believe there's nine in here. You've got three computers. Well, actually, we've got four. A lot of technology in that little house. Back at cybercrime headquarters after the bus, Chief McMullen shows Lisa what was found in the boy's room. She was warned it could be traumatizing. These images show the rape and sexual torture of children in all varying stages. I and don't know if I can watch it. This is one of the files here showing the bondage. Oh, God, oh. And this is the one showing the sexual activity with an animal. Oh, my God. Those kids are crying and screaming, or some of them are. Um, and what, you know, one of the reasons we arrested him today is what kind of person would find that entertaining or at least sexually stimulating. Um, so there's clearer, a deeper problem than just the child pornography. So oh, those images are, oh, and awful. that's it is, and it's awful. And that's why we, I, I want the public to understand that these aren't just pictures. You know that what you saw it was, was forced. It was forced rape of a child. So Assistant Attorney General Maureen Horkin and Chief Chuck McMullen are the investigative team on this case, and they are with the Child Predator Cyber Crime Unit in Florida. Yeah, God bless you for the work that you do. Thank you. Uh, can you describe for us what's on those hard drives? I can, and I will. I have to say, though, that really people might want to choose not to listen because mm. it, it's hard. And I, when and I do describe them, when I have, friends often will put their hands over their ears, say, stop, 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 stop. But this is the thing. My producer was saying this to me earlier, and we, my producer and I got into it as much as we could get into it, because she was saying, you know, so traumatizing, I can't look, I can't look, I can't look. And I said, it is supposed to be. It is supposed to be. We are supposed to hear it, and we are supposed to, where appropriate, see it, because that is the only way it ever gets changed. I mean, 
you know, it's one thing for us to hear it, it's another thing for children to have to endure it. And I think for us to turn away, to not to listen, to not to observe, means you turn away from the problem. As I was just saying to the audience, and we'll say to, to you, our, our viewing audience, we all have our ideas in our head about what pornography means. What you're about to describe is not anything that I thought no. pornography was. So no. go ahead. Okay, well, the first video that Lisa saw was a child who is approximately five, maybe four. Um, she is in a bedroom. There are other children on the bed as well, and she is bound from her hands. They're bound to her ankles by duct tape. There is a adult male in the room with no clothing on who uh, begins to uh, fondle her. The child is completely exposed, and there is no mistaking what is happening. The guy rapes her. He rapes her. You can tell that she is making noises, but the sound on the film is turned off so that we can't hear it. Not, not that we have turned it off, though we do choose to turn it off when there is sound, because sometimes it's painful. This one, obviously, those taping it intentionally turned it off mm -hmm. so that you, know, you couldn't hear the child's resistance. Mm -hmm. But it goes on. How long does it go on, Chuck? Half an hour? The one video is over 40 minutes long. It's, a, it's long. The child endures numerous repeated penetration by an adult male. And then the other children in the room are instructed by someone we don't see to do other things. Mm. So it, it, and she's tiny. And this is what we mean by child pornography. And? And the other one is a horrific close-up image of the underside of a dog with his organs hanging out and a young girl who's about 10 years old putting her mouth on the dog. And there's a person shooting that from underneath the dog telling her, no, do it this way, no, do it again. And this is what you found in the boy's room, correct? That's correct. There were files being actively downloaded while he was at school. How did the parents react when you guys busted in that morning? You know, as our protocol, we read search warrants to them and they, were amazed of, because the search warrant says words like child pornography and digital images, and they didn't have any idea because they knew they weren't involved in that. And then once we told them that it was their son, um, they were very saddened uh, and as any parent would be. Uh, and of course they have mixed emotions, obviously. They want to protect their son, but at the same time, they have you know, other children in the house that they also have to protect. So that puts them in a very difficult position. Uh, mm -hmm. Do they protect their son or they protect the other kids in the house? So they, they were in a tough spot that day. Mm -hmm. So what will happen to the kid? The kid's released on bond, the 18-year-old is released on bond. Will he continue to go to school? The mm -hmm. limitation on it is he's not allowed to have contact with children, but there was an exception that but he But children are have, in the house. He can have access to children he's related to, which is really not very helpful for the children in his yeah. home. But at school, he's not going to be at school or he's going to have alternative tutoring somewhere else. You know, I've done so many shows on this. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's unfathomable, really, how many people are out there doing this. But in the state of Florida, what do you estimate? Well, in the, as far as how many are mm -hmm. out there, thousands. Thousands. Mm -hmm. I, I, I could take a risk and say millions, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know absolutely, so I wouldn't want to do that. But the image that was up there on your screen that showed all the red dots, that's real. That, that are 
those are real red dots and each and every one of those are associated with a particular area where there are concentrated computers that are, that are accessing that material. So it's estimated that uh, over five million pornographic pictures and videos of children are circulating on the internet every day. And, you know, I, I, as I said, part of the reason for this show is for us to be made, to be educated about what the word pornography really means. It's yeah. not just a bunch of naked pictures. Chuck says that less than 1% uh, of these uh, children, these images are ever rescued. Less than 1%? That's correct. Uh, there are so many kids out there that we see in these images that we run across on a daily basis, and we have no idea where they are or who they are. Has their victimization stopped? Um, are they safe now? Mm. That's something that each one of the investigators that do this kind of work have to live with on a daily basis. Um, I, I can go to a softball game or a sports event with my children, and I'll see a kid, and I'll start having recall in my memory, have I seen that kid before? Where have I seen him or her? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what keeps all of us going, is trying to find those kids. Yeah, and the internet just makes it a playground for all these guys. It's literally a virtual playground. Oh, absolutely. What do you say to parents? Oh, so much to say to parents. They need to be aware of how much volume is out there. They need to understand what their children are doing on the computers. And so often we tell them it's dangerous, it's dangerous, but we don't give them specific instructions and the parents themselves don't know. They have never been on some of these websites that children are on. Kids are on their phones, they're texting all day, they're on MySpace, Facebook, they're, they're using computers constantly and parents need to, we, we have a website, there are plenty of other websites parents can go to to educate themselves. But they can't tell their children what to do and what not to do if they don't know what they're talking about. And our website is the safeflorida.net. That's Florida's website from Florida Attorney General. But there are other websites. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children has websites. There are plenty of others that are out there in each state. And I, I'm sure, you know, in everyone's state, there is that information. You know, earlier I was saying the producers were saying, you know, for Lisa Ling and for, you know, all the producers who were working on this, how traumatizing it is. But Aren't you supposed to be? Aren't you supposed to be so disgusted mm -hmm. that it makes you angry enough to want to change things? Oh, absolutely. Um, that's what gives the drive to find these kids is because they're still out there. And if any normal person was to see these images, I would expect them to be repulsed and anger. Mm -hmm. um, I expect somebody to get angry, to want to, you know, get involved and to help stop this. Yeah. What I want is the next time you all hear the word, because you hear it so often, haven't you heard it so often that it's almost like, oh, child pornography, child pornography, becomes like white right. noise. Yeah. The next time you hear it, replace those words with an eight-year-old having sex with a dog. Thank you. Maureen Horkin and Chuck McMullen of the Florida Child Predator Cybercrime Unit. We will uh, continue to show you this kind of show because I think the more knowledge we have about what's going on with predators and our children, the more we are prepared to take action against them. So thank you again. Bye, everybody. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening. This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD Streaming Audio. On March 11th, 2024, 
The title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun, where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com.